For 20-plus years, award-winning chiropractor Dr. Kelly Henry helped patients achieve and live healthier lives. With the foundation of exceptional customer service and streamlined business procedures, Dr. Henry grew his business into the top-producing chiropractic clinics in the nation with multiple locations and doctors. After retiring from private practice in 2018, Dr. Henry has decided to dedicate himself to consulting and coaching business owners on how to create incredible growth and profits using the processes and procedures he used to create phenomenal success in his offices. Join me today as we get the inside business strategy on developing a professional practice as a chiropractor on this episode of the Inside BS Show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kelly Henry. It is fantastic to have you here. Tell us a little bit about how you got into helping people with customer service from being a highly successful, uh, really profitable chiropractor. Okay, thanks for allowing me the chance to be on the show. Really appreciate it. And that's a great question. I get that question all the time. That's probably the most popular question I get. I just give you a little backstory. I graduated chiropractic school in 1998, moved my young family to Phoenix to change the world and to make millions. Uh, got there, opened the, the doors of the clinic and uh, failed miserably. Uh, it was quite an eye-opening experience. It was a struggle. Fortunately, I worked in a in a office that had several chiropractors. We each had our own businesses, but we used the same facility. A couple of the chiropractors there were uh, successful. And so I, I learned a lot from them. Worked there for about a year. And then I moved to New Mexico where my wife's from, where I was able to buy a practice of a retired chiropractor. So I bought him out. This particular area of New Mexico, small community, businesses have been there for many years. And when we started doing business and using, utilizing the different companies in, in this small community, customer service wasn't necessarily something that they were worried about. You know, their, their idea of customer service was they flipped on the lights, opened the doors, and uh, we had to do business with them. And I just hated how I was being treated, not, not by all the businesses, but by you know, many of them. And I made a very conscious decision that that is not how I'm going to run my clinics. I was going to be different in this particular community and I was going to treat my patients well and serve them and make them feel valued every time they were in my clinic. And that's what ultimately started me this journey on customer service and understanding that learning, implementing, and ultimately where I am now. I've been coached for years uh, throughout my chiropractic career and still today. And so when I retired and, and sold out in 2018, I knew that I knew the benefits of coaching and I knew that uh, that's something that I wanted to move forward with. And I knew the benefits of customer service and how impactful it had been with my business. So just put the two together and here I am. All right. So when it comes to customer service, when you're out partaking in any type of service in a, in a non-pandemic time frame, right? When you're out and about going to a restaurant or going to a hotel or even getting a medical checkup, doesn't it just shock you how little attention is paid to the experience you're having? It does. What? It does. And obviously, I have a critical eye for it. So, you know, I'm going to be even more attuned to it. But, and that, and that just basically just fuels my fire. I'm like, 
I just need to get the word out. I just need to help businesses understand this and grasp onto this concept. All right. So who do you think is doing it right? Give us uh, give us an example. And again, I'm going to have to probably ask you to really think back hard now because we're we're recording this in uh, December 2020. So we're not really going a lot of places these days, but you still have customer experiences, even if you're purchasing things online. Give us an example of, of people who are doing it right. Tell us a story about somebody who's really they nailed customer service and you are like, this is somebody that I can write an article about or I can share with my clients. Absolutely. Some of the biggest businesses in the world were based and started on the foundation of great customer service, of exceptional service and serving their customers. Disney, we all know Disney. That's, you know, that can be the, there's been many books written about how Disney does their customer service. Um, and I've read most of them, to be honest with you. Uh, but that, that is the mainstay. You can go to their parks. You know, it, it's, there's a reason, you know, their parks are called the most, uh, the happiest place on earth uh, because of how they take care of every detail in order to make the experience phenomenal for their customers. Ritz-Carlton is another one. Um, they strive to serve their customers and you pay a premium to go to a Ritz, stay at a Ritz Carlton property, but you get a premium experience. And then another one is Southwest airlines. Um, it's a little more on the Western side of the United States, but they, they fly all over the United States. But again, they were based on the foundation of providing great customer service and that for the most part is their goal. And to my knowledge, they're the only airline, or maybe not the only one these days, but they're the one that is consistently able to um, turn a profit as an airline. So those three examples right there are, you know, don't take my word for it. Look at these businesses and see what they've done. Sure, sure. So if you're, if you're uh, starting a, a professional practice from the ground up today, what is the first thing that you need to do to make sure that your customer experience, your patient experience, your client experience is top notch? I mean, when you're thinking about in, you're in the conceptual stage of starting a practice, what should you be focusing on? There's uh, there's a couple key principles, really three key principles that I refer back to that I utilize and that I teach my clients. First one is customer perception is everything. You have to understand that. And really that should be the filter or the focus of your decision-making on how do I move forward? What, what, what experience am I offering to my, my customers, my clients, my patients? You need to keep their perception in mind. It doesn't matter if you think you're providing great customer service or this action or this action is, yeah, they'll love this. They may not. And you don't want to be, you don't want to muddy those waters and you don't want to be deceived thinking that, yeah, you know, this, this service is great. And in actuality, your customers could care less about it. The second one is you have to understand that customer perception is driven by how you make the customer feel. Mm. They right. want to feel valued. They want to feel important. They want to feel special. They're giving you money. You're providing a service, a product, whatever you may be doing. They're giving you money. They want to feel like um, they're important to you. 
And what I tell my clients and what I utilize in my clinics is you have to remember you are my clinic. Your business is here for the customer. The customer is not here for the business and keep that in mind. And then you have to be consistent. You have to make make it a foundation principle and make it consistent, just like anything in life. If you want to lose weight, if you want to exercise, if you want to, you know, achieve your goals, you have to be consistent in moving forward with it. I see too many times the customer service is kind of a, a flavor of the month, a uh, new shiny object for businesses. And they'll, you know, they'll try to throw two or three actions in and, and yeah, they can boost it up for a, you know, a short period of time, but ultimately it's not followed through because there's no consistent action and the philosophy and the foundation was never set properly. Okay, terrific. So let's talk a little bit about uh, something that you that you touched on there, and that's setting the setting the right expectations, right? When uh, when you are working with your clients, how much uh, attention, how much time do you guys spend on focusing on setting appropriate expectations before you have even your first interaction? Talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, setting expectations, all you have to do is just go back to understanding that, you know, everybody wears a sign around their neck saying, I want, I want you to make me feel special. So that's all you have to know. That's the only expectation that you have to realize is my goal is to make that person feel special. Um, and it doesn't matter how the customer comes in. I call this being proactive customer service as to reactive customer service. Mm -hmm. um, if, a, if a client, customer, patient comes in and they're a bad mood and they're ticked off and they're upset and they're complaining, your job is to put a smile on your face, to be reactive and go ahead and take care of them appropriately and not be reactive and, and sink down to their level and feed into their, you know, to them being upset. upset, upset. Your job is to change the expectation, if not anything, but just keep that in mind, keep that expectation in mind is to every person that walks in is going to be better leaving my business or having interacted with me than when they came in. And that was my philosophy in my clinics. And this is what I teach my clients is we want to, and our mission statement was we want to be the best part of the patient's day. Perfect. We want to be the best part of their day. So when they leave here, that's rippling out and that positivity is pulling out from them to those that they interact after they've, they've interacted with my business. So imagine that folks, if you, if everybody that you interacted with throughout the course of your day, whether it's on a phone call on a, on a, you know, webinar or a zoom meeting, or whether you're interacting face to face, if your goal was to be the best part of that person's day, imagine how improved your, how much improved your relationship would be with that person. Uh, for those of you who have jumped into this and maybe you're listening while you're working out or you just perked up when you heard that last uh, that last bit of advice, we're talking to Dr. Kelly Henry. You can find him at drkellyhenry.com. That's drkellyhenry.com, D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-H-E-N-R. RY.com. And he's an expert on customer service, having developed a fantastic uh, nationwide leading chiropractic practice over the years and then selling it uh, for a handsome profit and now going into business, helping people uh, provide exceptional customer service experiences in their own business. All right. So, Dr. Henry, let's talk a little bit about something that you just mentioned. And you you really uh, gave us a foundation for what 
one of the central focuses of our show is, and that's developing relationships and thinking long-term with your relationships. So you said, and I love this quote, that you want to be the best part of somebody's day, okay? And that sets the table for developing a relationship for the long-term. Talk about the, the customer service experience and why it's essential for increasing client lifetime value and developing uh, really rock-solid relationships. Yeah, great question. So, and, and you hit the nail on the head. You, part of my teaching is to get my clients to think about, let's stop being transaction oriented. Let's be relationship oriented. You know, let's quit having the sales mindset. Let's have the service mindset. Let's develop these relationships. And when you develop relationships, you know, whether it's in a business or even just in our lives in general, you create bonds. You create bonds that are hard to break. And you do that by appreciating the other, pe the other person, the other party, whether it's your significant other, whether it's friendships, whatever the case may be, you appreciate, but you get to know these other people. Uh, and that's key in a business setting. And people love to talk about themselves. And this is one of the best ways to develop and strengthen relationships is to get to know the other party. Ask questions about them, their family, their job, their hobbies, whatever the case may be. If you can record that, record it, and then follow up on those questions and other interactions. Now, there's you know there's different business models and different you know all kinds of businesses listening, so that may not be may not be able to do that efficiently. But you can still ask questions. You still can get to know a person, get them talking about themselves. Um, one that breaks down the wall of you know, especially for a new customer, if, you know, if, if this business is here for me, um, but it also helps that, that relationship as you get to know them, get to know them at a deeper level, builds those bonds, creates loyalty. And that's really the key. You're trying to create loyalty to your brand, but you're doing it through service and you're doing it through creating relationships. All right, I love uh, I love all that. I think uh, I think everything you said is is highly valuable. Let's talk a little bit about some of the moments of truth. Uh, let's start with a with a professional practice, and then we can we can broaden it out, right? Because each interaction you have with a customer, each interaction you have with a client, and I know uh, from reading about you and and going through some of your stuff that you believe each interaction you have with your employee can be a moment of truth, right? Absolutely. You have an opportunity to either advance the relationship, make it better, or make it worse. I'm a firm believer in there really are no neutral interactions. So I, give us totally give agree. us some in a professional practice like like the ones you ran so successfully in the and you know the, the the professional practices that you help people with now, what are some of the real important moments of truth that folks face? Well going back to what I mentioned earlier, it's just being consistent. Mm -hmm. You have to be consistent. That's the moment of truth. It does no good to be overly friendly and, you know, be on task and on point with a customer, one interaction, and then they come in or they, the next interaction a few days later, and they're not getting that same, uh, that same feeling, that same energy, that same focus on them being the, the special party in the relationship. You know, I, I 
wrote in my book about, you know, it's like when uh, you, you might meet somebody that you could think it'd be a significant other for you, um, whether, you know, wherever you meet them. Anyways, you feel like you make a great connection and then you try to follow up with them and they act like they, they don't know you, you know, like, who's this guy? Um, that's how a customer will feel. Those are moments of truth when they are, you know, they feel like a special valued customer one moment and then the next moment it's like, they don't even care about me. Human nature is to divert and think about the negative. And so, and the statistic is it takes 12 positive interactions to make up for one negative interaction. So you got to make sure you're not having, you're not allowing yourself to have the one negative interaction. That's a, that's a huge moment of truth right there. Okay, excellent. So share with us your, uh, your employee philosophy, because I know you're a firm believer. I, I grew up uh, in the service uh, industry, and I was kind of a disciple of Mr. Marriott, and he always said, you know, you take care of the employees, the employees will take care of the customers, and then the customers will come back over and over again. And I know, I know you believe that. Give us, give us some things we can do in our businesses or in our professional practices so that we make sure that our employees are actively engaged and they're, and they're connecting with clients and customers and engaging them. Yeah, that's great. You know, what you just said uh, about Mr. Marriott saying you take care of your customer or your employees will take care of your customers. I mean, that basically sums it up. This is something that I, I won't say I struggled with. I missed the, I missed the boat on for a few years. Um, and it wasn't until one of my coaches called me on and said, hey, listen, you need to quit looking at your employees as liabilities. You need to start looking at them as assets. And that was a slap in the face and a game changer for me. Um, you know, I felt like my employees were liabilities that I just had to be on top of everything and correct every little, you know, every little anything that they did wrong. And all that did was create resentment. Um, and obviously, they didn't feel valued and as important as they should have. So when I made that shift, and this is what, you know, this is what I'd like the listeners to think about is start thinking of your employees as assets and start focusing on what they're doing right, because they're doing way more right than they're doing wrong. Um, and when you do that and you focus on the right and then you communicate and you thank them for that and you praise them for that um, in front of their peers, not to single people out and you, you, know, you wanna spread the wealth obviously, but when you do that, they will, you know, that's a shot of self-esteem to their arm and they'll do anything for you. They'll walk through fire and they'll want to pass that on, that good feeling on to the customers. So that's the biggest thing is start looking at the employees as assets, finding and seeing and recognizing the things they're doing right. Tell them about it, praise them for it. That, you know, again, that was, this is personal experience. That was a game changer for me in my, in my clinics. Fantastic. We're talking with Dr. Kelly Henry. He's given us the inside BS on customer service. You can find out more information about him and all the services he provides at drkellyhenry.com, D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-H-E-N-R-Y.com. All right, Dr. Henry, let's talk now about service recovery. So uh, you blew it, right? We all were human. You had a bad day. You made a mistake. Right. Absolutely. What what is it like? How do you how do you recover? How do you win that relationship back? What do you do? Uh, the key is and I have a formula for this and I'll go through here in a minute. But the key is to acknowledge that you've screwed up. 
you know, and that, that is one thing that is a huge pet peeve. And I'm sure it is for many, many people is when a business fails you and then they won't own up to it. They won't apologize for it. They won't own up to it. Yeah. They may try to, you know, help you out a little bit, but they will not acknowledge a problem. They had a problem. They had an issue. Um, first thing is just to say, Hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. We're going to make this right. Um, and what even creates a better impression is if a business will realize they made a mistake and acknowledge it before the customer even realizes that a mistake was made or a problem was made. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty powerful, powerful experience there. But the, the key to it is acknowledge it right away, apologize right away, own up to the fact that you messed up. Second thing is to do it quickly. Um, and that that actually could be the the most, uh, the, the key to this, but, um, you could do it quickly, but if you don't apologize and own up, then, you know, it's kind of backwards. So, but you need to do it quickly. So if you apologize and you own up to a mistake, um, but then you don't try to attend to it as quick as you should, or as the customer would expect you to, then, you know, they'll, there's going to be a negative though. They'll say, well, you know, they owned up to it and they took care of me, but you know, it took them forever to finally solve the issues. So, do it quick. Third thing is empathize. Put yourself in the customer's customer shoes. See through their eyes. Try to understand where they're coming from. You know, they they may just be having a bad day too, and maybe they're overreacting. But you need to see that, and you need to be proactive into taking care of it. Um, and that's that's a key for it too. So, own up to your mistake. Do it quickly empathize, and then make sure you take care of the problem to the satisfaction of the customer. And the easiest way to understand what they want is to ask them, you know, how, how can this, how can we make this right for you? And, and nine times out of 10, they'll give you a reasonable response. You know, there's going to be those few, that 10% that'll try to, you know, shoot for the moon and get everything they can from you. Um, and you maybe have to negotiate and work through that a little bit. Uh, but nine times out of 10, people are going to be reasonable. Hey, I just want this. Can you, you know, can you do this for me? And then to the best of your ability, try to take care of that way. Now, that being said, the key to service recovery is when you take care of a customer, a client, a patient that's had an issue and you do it to their satisfaction and you follow that formula, you create an extra loyal customer patient client they're gonna be even more loyal than the ones that are being treated routinely great throughout their experience with you. They're the ones that are going to you know, fight to the death to, before they leave your business. They're the ones that are gonna be a huge mouthpiece. Now I'm not advocating messing up so you can have these, you know, have these experiences. That's not, not what I'm saying here, but just know if you will do it correctly, you, know, you, you have an opportunity to create a super, a super loyal customer. Yeah, you know, it's funny uh, that you that you mentioned that, um, you know, I hearken back to my days. I, I started my career in the hospitality industry as a bellman, literally carrying people's bags. And I remember the best tips that I received oftentimes were from people who had a negative experience somewhere else on the property. And I went way overboard to try and make up for that. And it strikes me that if we started every interaction 
with the idea that we got to go overboard to make sure, like, I love your phrase, like, you want to be the best part of this person's day. And it, and that's that's exactly what just hit me now while you were saying that. If we start off with the fact that, hey, I got to win this person over, I want to make sure that, you know, that, that we're, that we create an impression that they're going to talk about afterwards. If we go into every interaction like that, every relationship will be valuable and it will result in higher client lifetime value. It'll result in just a tremendous experience overall for each customer that we have. And even if we fall short, you know, the, the expression, if you if you shoot for the moon and you miss, you hit the stars, even if you fall short, you're still creating a great experience for the, for the client, for the customer. Um, Absolutely. And you'll be way ahead of your competition if you, you know, if you just go forward with that philosophy. So. All right. So now I understand that you have a stat that you like to use with your clients to talk about customer service, to measure effectiveness of customer service. Uh, I know, you know, I, I hope it's not a proprietary secret. I hope you'll share it with uh, with the folks who are listening. What What is that stat? Well, it's the the five percent bump stat. Um and, the, and that's what I've named my programs after this particular stat, the 5% bump. And it's a study that came out of uh, Harvard Business School. Um, and what they found out is if you can increase customer retention in a business by 5%, that can lead to a phenomenal 25 to 95% increase in profits. Um, and so that's what my, that stat is. So 5% increase in customer retention. And we do that by improving our customer service. Because when you do that, those customers are w more willing to stay with you and continue to buy from you and tell their friends about you. And again, it's going to lead to phenomenal profits. And that's what our goal is. Let's, let's create greater customer retention. And all we have to do is just bump it up by 5%. And, and really, it, it goes up more than that. Uh, most of the time, but just a measly 5%. That's all we have to do. And it can lead to some significant profits. That's great. So the 5% stats. So give us the, give us the, um, the process when you start working with a new customer or new, I'm sorry, I should say new client in your, in your business. What do you, what's the, what, what do you do? Do you, do you do an overall assessment of the business first? Uh, tell us how I it do. works. My, my program's based on driving up perception of customer service for the customers, obviously. But not everything a, a business does, even if they feel like, like I said, if you know, we can do this, this, and this, but if the customer doesn't perceive that as great customer service, then it's really not. So my program's built on, let's just do a handful of things that customers really want and maximize those to obviously drive the greater impact. So it's kind of the 80-20 rule. So what I do is I go do an analysis audit of the business, you know, and we're going to look at, are you doing this, 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 are you taking these actions, whatever the case may be, but we're going to do a full audit. So we understand the good and most often all the bad, where the holes are. And then we go in and we start filling the holes and we try to, I try to fill the biggest holes first to drive the greatest impact the quickest. Mm -hmm. And that's usually pretty achievable. And once we start doing that, then we can start in adding in the other action steps and the other uh, pieces that really lay a significant foundation. We'll monitor 
will adjust and refine because every business is different. You know, every situation is different. So we're going to make accommodations for that. And then we, we monitor and we maintain for continued success. So that's basically the whole process in a nutshell. Okay. The one thing I'm sure that people want to know is how do we handle a difficult customer, right? How do we handle, I mean, I could even be so bold to say somebody who's a jerk, right? What do we do with those people? I mean, that takes every fiber of your being not to just tell them off. So what's your, what's your process for handling the difficult customer? That's a great question. And the key is, and, and I alluded to it earlier, is you have to be proactive. You always have to be proactive um, in your customer service. So it's, it's making the decision. It doesn't matter how that patient comes in or if they're a jerk. I am going to be friendly. I am going to treat them well. I am still going to try to put a smile on their face and be the best part of their day. So you, you have to understand that. Second thing is, again, you have to empathize, but when you... You have to understand that generally people, when they come into a business or doing business with you, they're not necessarily ticked off at you. Um, they may inherently just be a jerk, but a lot of times you don't know what's going on in their lives. Most of the time you don't know what's going on in their lives. They could have, you know, an illness you don't know about, their kid's sick, their parents have died, they, the car broke down, you know, problems at the house, whatever the case. There's a gazillion things that are happen that can influence their mood. And so you have to take that into account too. And again, that just drives that, that mission statement of, okay, Mr. Jerk is coming in, but I'm going to be the best part of that guy's day. I am going to work harder to put a smile on his face so he leaves better and happier than what he came in. The other aspect of that is it's okay to fire a customer on occasion. It shouldn't happen very regularly, but on occasion, you know, some people it's just not worth the time and effort. Um, you, you try to be nice, you do all you can, and they just cause problems and they're more work than they're worth. You still can do it in a nice customer service friendly, being the best part of their day and just let them realize, hey, this is probably not the best business for you. You, you know, you should go to X business or however, however you'd want to handle that, do it in a nice manner. But it's okay to it's okay to let one go on occasion. You can liberate them to pursue other opportunities. There you go. That's that's great. I need to write that down. <laughs> and I did that with a few of my patients. But you know, hey, the you know, Doctor So down the street. I know he can take care of your condition a whole lot better than I can. So. Yeah, allow allow me to liberate you to pursue another relationship with a chiropractor. That's right. So, uh, Doctor Kelly not, Henry, I'm not advocating that be the you know not be the focus. That's yeah. never that's never the default, you know. And that that leads yeah. me to a to another question that I that I have for you. Um, so, what percentage? I love to ask people this question because I think it's a window into who they are as a service provider, right? What percentage of people do you think are difficult? Really, I think it's pretty small. Uh, you know, maybe maybe five percent. Yeah. Um, the per perception can be much greater because we don't step back and try to see things through the through the the customer's eyes, through other people's eyes. But there's so much going on, and and this year has just you know exponentially exponentially grown that for for too many people, unfortunately. Um, 
that there's underlying issues and problems and fears and concerns and, and things of that nature. And that's why I preach it's even more important now in this day and age to provide stellar customer service, not, not to drive your business, which it will, but just to put a smile on somebody's face is that, you know, their business is closed down or somebody's sick with whatever, or whatever the case may be, um, to take those strides to, to improve and to, to change people's lives because of it. Yeah, I talk to a lot of people about uh, Yelp reviews or reviews on Google. And, you know, the first thing they say is, oh, all these reviews, they're always negative. I can't I can't believe it. Nobody ever writes a good review. And here's the thing. OK, the reason that they're not writing good reviews is because the bad service stands out so much. It's so memorable that they uh, they can't get it out of their mind. So to counterbalance that, view it as a like a, a teeter-totter or a seesaw, right? Or an, a, an apothecary scale, right? If you want Absolutely. to outweigh that, you got to go way overboard and provide an experience for them that they can't get out of their mind. And exactly. doing that because it's, it's not something that people are you know, uh, normally going to talk about requires five or maybe 10 times more effort. It's easy to be nasty. And I, and unfortunately it just is, it's easy to be a jerk. It's harder to make your default to go way overboard. And people who, ha who struggle with negative reviews and they say, listen, I had 50 customers yesterday and one of them wrote a negative review. Well, that's because you didn't kill yourself servicing the 50 people that came in. You're still gonna get that negative review, but let's get you know 25 positive reviews where people say they overwhelmed me with service because if I'm reading Yelp, and I see 25 positive reviews for every negative review, I'm going to look at that and go, well, the person who wrote a negative review, either they had a bad day or they caught the business on a bad day. I mean, sure. how do you how do you counsel your clients to handle that particular scenario? I'm sure you get this all the time. Oh, I got a bad review. Yeah. What do I do? And to be honest with you, you should cherish and treat a bad review like gold. Because that is your opportunity for two things. One, to understand where there may, may be a hole, maybe a problem with an employee where, where you're missing the boat. And yeah, it may be the customer had a bad day and just, you know, just it was just a circumstantial thing that, you know, it's just a rare rarity, but it may not too. It may be something they're complaining about that, you know, a hundred other people just didn't take the time to write a view on. So you should cherish those as gold. I read a book about that is, is hug your haters <laughs> mm -hmm. and cherish those because it's an opportunity to better your customer service. Um, it, it's important to do that. The second thing is if you'll go to that person that wrote that review and, and honestly say, Hey, we are sorry. We want to make this up to you. Can we have a good conversation about this? You know, let's come in, you know, give them you know, discount, give them a coupon, give them, you know, whatever you can do to make things, uh, make up for the, the problem, the issue. Again, that's an opportunity to create a much more loyal customer. Um, but cherish those bad reviews like gold. They are vital and they can, they can create just that much more of a better customer experience going forward if you'll look at them objectively like that.
Terrific. All right. So Dr. Henry, tell us about Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service. That's your book. Where can people get it? You bet. It's uh, launching January 11th. It, it follows my philosophy of simplicity. Uh, that was my goal through my chiropractic offices. That is my goal now with I'm coaching my clients and my programs. Customer service doesn't have to be hard. It's doing the simple things, the simple philosophies consistently to create major results. And that's what the book is all about. Uh, it just outlines how to understand it, why you need to do it, some simple actions that you can implement almost immediately that, again, just drive up that perception. So, again, that comes out January 11th. You can find it on my website. You can find it on Amazon, Kindle. Um, it, I have an audio book. I'm not sure exactly the platforms it'll be on, but uh, you can get it in whatever form you want. Perfect. All right. We've been talking today to Dr. Kelly Henry. You can find him at D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-H-E-N-R-Y.com. Look for his book coming out just next week. Look for his book titled Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service. You can get it on Amazon, and I'm sure you can get it on his website, drkellyhenry.com. Dr. Kelly Henry, it's been an honor and a privilege. I really enjoyed it. And folks, our takeaway from this interview today is make every interaction with everybody you come in contact the best part of that person's day. Thanks to Dr. Kelly Henry. Thanks to you for listening. And we'll see you right back here again tomorrow on the Inside BS Show. 